Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist Podcast. Please help by subscribing and check out footballpurist.com. Liverpool put five past Porto this past week, including a Mane hat-trick, a great finish from Bobby, and a lovely goal from Mo Salah. It's the perfect performance away from home, which now allows Klopp to rest his A-team for the second leg at Anfield. With me to talk about the win and to look forward to the match against West Ham are the boys from the coast. we got Jeff Hallett. Jeffrey, what's going on? Hey, brother. Can't uh, All the fun of watching City lose to Wigan and still days before West Ham's. Good times. Yeah, good times. Good times. Painter, what's going on, brother? Not much, man. And uh, for you West Coasters, it's going to be 72 on Wednesday, so bite it. <laughs> oh, dang. I'm, I'm getting up to 60 over here, so tomorrow it's supposed to be like 59, 60, which I haven't, I haven't That's seen. That's okay. I won't be here so. for it anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> You're going to Germany tomorrow. Germany. Though. That's right. I'm going to go on the Pulisic uh, scouting mission. Of course you will. <laughs> getting to his house is too creepy just for the record i expect a full report when when you get back so looking forward Absolutely. to it uh gentlemen where where do we begin with this um first let me just say that uh yes porto played a poor game but they are a good side uh you know we had talked about how they're missing a few players on on the pod last week um but i mean they i believe they've only conceded 10 at home in the league this year, which they are a top of the table of, by the way. And they're in the last 16 in the Champions League. They are a good team, but they did play poorly, and Liverpool absolutely outclassed them. Uh, it, was, it was definitely a defining victory. So uh, I know a lot of people and a lot of pundits were saying, you know, it's, you know, it's just Porto, but, I mean, it's not just Porto. They are a very good side. So really, really happy with this victory. Obviously, you know, anyone would be happy with this big of a victory. But, I mean, this, like I said, allows Klopp to rest a lot of the the big guns for the, you know, the next leg at Anfield, which is absolutely huge. Spaces things out for us a bit. Maybe gives a couple of players some minutes, you know, some valuable experience. Because uh, you don't just, you know, there's you don't see any way whatsoever that Porto are going to source six at Anfield, let alone, you know, shut Liverpool out. So, Having said that, let's go ahead and get started. Um, Jeffrey, I mean, last week we were talking about a potential lineup. Uh, mentioned that we thought Milner was going to play and Hendo. They kind of go hand in hand in a way. But I got to say they both had quality games. We'll get into, that, get into that in a little bit. But what were your impressions of the lineup when it first came out? Yeah, I think most of us had anxiety when you saw Lovren in any team sheet for Liverpool given his history and given the rotation that's been at the back and then the midfield, as you say, like anytime you've got Henderson on the field, you worry about his pace to keep up and Milner Milner can be hot and cold. A lot of us have PTSD from last year, seeing him at left back, but in certain spots this year, he's, he's put in a quality performance showing leadership on the pitch and Liverpool need it. And they clearly got that from him in this match. So, yeah, at the beginning, lots of questions. At the end, job done. Like nothing, zero things to complain about, which is kind of awkward for Liverpool fans. 
Yeah, definitely. When we when we first saw that lineup, you know, especially in such an important game, having you know Milner and Lovren on the same side, just we we knew about Hendo obviously with Emre having the suspension, but it was an iffy lineup, and and boy, they they showed us wrong for thinking that for sure. Painter uh, carry us back in goal. This I think officially solidifies it and puts any doubts to rest um, that he's going to be playing probably every game to the to the rest of the season and. Uh, you know, that's that's the way we we wanted it to be. So happy that it turned out that way. Well, you should. Uh, if we if we're gonna see what we have in that in Karius, we've got to play him the rest of the the rest of the way. Uh, we're gonna have a minimum of fourteen games remaining, uh, provided we don't ship six and don't score any at Anfield uh, against Porto on the return leg. So he's got fourteen games to prove that we don't need to go out and buy a keeper in the summer. I still think we should go out and buy a keeper in the summer. I'm not convinced <clears throat> that Karius is the long-term answer. Uh, I thought the the lineup though, the rest of the way through was, was fine. I mean, Milner arguably had his best game of the year. Uh, he was, he was amazing. Uh, could be uh, up for man of the match in, in most circles, but uh, I thought, uh, I thought the lineup was, was to be expected. I, I you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think you were going to not start, you know, Milner uh, for the most part because he was, you know, he's a level head. He's, he's in his, you know, mid thirties. He's been uh, early thirties, excuse me. Uh, I guess 33 counts as early thirties. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, he's, you know, he's a level head. He's been in champions league games before on the road. Uh, he knows what it's all about. And he came and played uh, his ass off. He was great. Uh, I thought, you know, the front three were the front three. Um, they're the best scoring front three in, in Europe. Uh, that's easy enough to say. And, you know, Porto's not a bad side, to your point. Uh, you know, this is this defeat was their heaviest defeat at home in Europe uh, ever. Uh, you know, they've only given up 10 goals all season. Granted, you had a, you had a couple people out, but it's not like we had, you know, we, we weren't without, you know, people out as well. So, um, granted it wasn't any of the front three and, you know, whatever, but I thought all in all, I thought Klopp set up right. Uh, he had them in a good frame of mind. Uh, I thought the defense played excellent, which, you know, hasn't always been the case, uh, for us. We usually <laughs> ship some stupid goals, yep. um, but I thought the defense was, uh, played amazing, uh, you know, to get a, I think that, what is that? Three, uh, clean sheets in a row. Uh, I thought that was just uh, fantastic as well. So, uh, you know, hats off to the boys. They played it awesome. Uh, really sets us up for for a return leg where we don't have to play any of the big boys. We can essentially play a second 11 uh, because I think our second 11 can get out of Dodge, uh, you know, with less than five goals uh, shipped, which, again, is a big deal because we have a six-pointer against United at the weekend that yep. after that Wednesday. So, if we can rest all of our boys uh, and United somehow cock up this week and have to play a full strength side uh, when they uh, when they when their game kicks off um, or no their game would kick off the following week so it'll be interesting to see what Mourinho does but it sets us up for an absolute great great situation uh, where we can play uh, a full strength side in both league matches that uh, you know are on either side of that Porto game so. I, it couldn't have been a better result for Liverpool. 
Absolutely. And you see what actual results can do to a side um, after having experienced it with the, with a couple of uh, second legs last season. You know, um, like, for instance, Tottenham is, is now I think they just drew, uh, I believe it was today um, or yesterday. So they now have to have a second leg, which, you know, interrupts their busy schedule, like we've mentioned before. So the, the least amount of games, the best from now until the end of the season, for sure. I mean, you know, that being said, going as far as you can in the Cups, but in terms of, you know, <laughs> yeah, not having... Not, we yeah, love, we not, love the games in the Champions League. That's right, right. But yeah. not not having any, uh, you know, replays or... Uh, well, now we're out of those competitions, so I guess it doesn't matter. Man, this break sucked. This break when there was no Premier League soccer and I kept forgetting um, it, it was the Cup. I was like, oh, well, first uh, of all, it sucks because we aren't in it anymore. But second, I was just like... We're in a good run of form, and you just you hate any break that that's happening from now to the end of the season. Um, but going back to the lineup really quick, the only thing I guess that I will shout that I was a little surprised with was Trent getting the start. I, I have no problem with Trent starting. I have no problem. We had mentioned last week, Jeff. I know uh, we don't really care who our our uh, fullbacks are playing necessarily. Like if Albie starts, it's great. If Joe starts, that's great. You know, there's not we aren't we aren't really you know arsed either way too much. Um, I thought Joe would have played probably just because it, w- it was an away game, you know, in the champions league in the round of 16, but I, I thought Trent had an excellent game and, and that, that go- let's go ahead and get into the back five right now. And we'll just stick with, with Trent a little bit of a, a nervy start, but I, I thought Jeff overall, he settled in and had an excellent game. Yeah. And there's. Really, no complaints that you can offer for him. I mean, he was probably the the least in terms of their, you know, maximizing their potential in one match out of the eleven, which is really weird to say with Lovren not that far from him. Uh, Lovren, I thought, <laughs> put in his best shift in a red shirt, and I think a lot of people have been saying that. I happen to agree with it. So credit credit is due. He was great. Uh, but uh, Trent, I want to see more of him. I think everybody's been waiting for Klopp to upgrade him to the midfield where we're going to need some depth next year. Uh, you could argue we need it now, and especially if you've got a capable Gomez that can play right back and, God forbid, a Klein coming back at some point. You would love to see him press for <laughs> further forward, but for this match on the day, we, he was great. And, of course, he had his partner, Robbo on the other side of the field, who is develop, yep. developing a fantastic. Both of them are developing fantastic partnerships down the wing, uh, which is obviously key to our attack. You get Carius offering the ball, getting the ball out quickly as he saves things to start the counter, and then a quick down the side or through the middle. Uh, pick your poison between our our front three; they're all lethal. Uh, it's a consistent formula for Liverpool. You want to see it continue. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I agree with with the options that we have. It's it's just so weird. We keep mentioning it, but I mean, from not having a competent left back to all of a sudden this year having two, it's just it's it's amazing to have Painter. I mean, the the wing backs I thought had a, a really really solid games. Huge test for for Trent. You know, biggest of his career so far. Uh, and then you have to give it up to Robbo on the other side, just like Jeff was saying. I mean, he he had an excellent game. Yeah, I mean. It- you know, just a little fun fact about Trent. He became the youngest Liverpool player to feature in a Champions League knockout match. <clears throat> Love that. So there's there's something to be said for uh, for that, considering, you know, the likes of uh, Owen and Gerard and, and whatnot, uh, you know, getting young uh, starts when in their Liverpool career. So 
but he became the youngest at 19 years and 130 days. Um, and he's the fifth youngest English uh, <clears throat> Englishman to feature in a Champions League knockout ma- uh, knockout game behind Alex Oxley Chamberlain um, and, <laughs> and a you. few other and a few other uh, and a few other uh, Arsenal uh, boys. Theo Wolf called Jack Wilshire and uh, Fat Rooney. But other than that, um, everybody else uh, he's uh, he's he's one of the youngest players uh, English players ever. So. I thought he played excellent. Um, they were clearly targeting him from uh, from the beginning of the game. I mean, he was getting uh, all the balls down on his wing, and he stood strong. Uh, he had a couple nervy moments, but once he got his feet under him after the first couple minutes, he really played well. Um, he was he was great going forward. He put in some great balls, as did Robertson, um, and I think they're both playing. Uh, fantastic football right now. I do think Gomez though was hurt um, or he was coming back from an illness or something like that. He wasn't a hundred percent, which is why he didn't get to start. Um, I'm assuming if he was a hundred percent, he would have been starting, but is I thought the okay? defense as, as a whole played great. Okay. <clears throat> um, you know, Lovren uh, played excellent, probably one of his better games uh, in a while. And Virgil just, he's so calm and so relaxed uh, you can really start to see him coming on uh, and settling in. He was great, and I thought he just commanded it back there. He he sorted everything out. Um, he didn't have a mistake-free game, uh, but you know you could tell that the other players were coming in trying to trying to bail him out when he made a mistake. So um, I thought all in all the defense was great. I mean, a clean sheet on the road and the knockout stages of Champions League. Yeah, sign me up for that every day, right? I mean, they were <laughs> they were great. Uh, so I have nothing but positive to say about the defense. And you know, I know we gave up a couple uh, cha- early chances. Uh, the one that Lovren blocked over the bar. Yep. Uh, but he blocked it. <clears throat> right. I mean, that's the whole point. Like, you're going to give up. These are quality players. They're getting paid to play professionally. They're top of their league in Portugal. Um, if if I remember correctly, Portugal just won the the European Championship. Uh, not too long ago. So there's quality footballers in Portugal. In fact, one of the best players in the world, Ronaldo's Portuguese. So they're going to have quality footballers and you're going to have to put in last ditch challenges and, uh, and efforts to, uh, to protect the goal and keep a clean sheet. And it's just the way the game works. So I'm all, I, I was fine with it. The important thing is they made the challenges and they saved the clean sheet. So all in all the defense high fives all around. Uh, and they are really starting to come into their own. And if this keeps up, and we get a sound defense with that front three, yeah, we we may not lose the rest of the season. Yeah, no, no. I I mean, can't disagree with you there. It was an absolutely solid performance. Jeff will go ahead and move into what, what Painter led into was perfectly was the center-back combo. I mean, that was Lovren's best game in a red shirt. I'm kind of under the mindset of, like, even a blind squirrel finds a nut at some point. So, um, <laughs> you know. Like yes, it was a a great start, um, but that, I'm not like not letting that fool me, and um, just you know happy that it happened. Um, I, you know it was a great performance from him, key block like you said, uh, Painter there. I mean, just it, it just feels like with Van Dyke Jeff that he's calming everything down. He's just absolutely dominant back there. The the game against Porto, 92% passing with 72 passes completed, which was the most on the pitch. Two out of two take-ons. He wins all of his aerial duels pretty much like every game. Uh, five clearances, three interceptions. He's just – he is 
what we paid for him and pretty much what we needed at the back. Yeah. At this rate, I'd have him throw in for the gun violence situation in the U.S. to solve those problems because he's pretty pretty goddamn complete top to bottom in solving Liverpool's. Yeah, I mean, you you can tell the communication has improved. Carius, you've got a center back that is to be respected, that commands respect, like... Van Dyke, you, you see him yelling at Karius. You see Karius responding, coming off his line. You see him putting Lovren in his place where he needs him. You see him yelling at, at obviously left back and center, and uh, left back and right back. I mean, that is the leadership that we've been all begging, pleading for, praying for in some cases. And for sure, Van Dyke is delivering it. The longer he beds into the team, the better he'll get. And I think there's no question that's why Lovren... I mean, Lovren has got quality on a day when when he brings it. It's just been inconsistent, as we know. But when he's directed and on a night like that, I mean, we've all talked about Klopp's ability to get the team up for a big match away. Clearly, that was the case in this match. And I think it cascades down. Lovren is able to walk taller in his shoes. Van Dyke is directing him. I think we have so much optimism going forward through the rest of Champions League and to qualify for next year. So it's, uh, it's good times to be a Liverpool fan. Yeah, I mean, he question, provides- for you, question for you guys. Uh, sorry to jump in, but uh, do you think that Lovren is a better understudy or number two where he doesn't have to command the defense, uh, where he can take orders um, and just use his athleticism as opposed to have to think through the the problem and solve the problem, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I you got it. Go Tony. ahead, Jeff. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say, like, <laughs> it, it's like the the question answered itself. So, yeah, I mean, that that has been his problem, his head, right? You know, he, right. He sees ball, heads ball, sees ball, tries to kick ball. <laughs> and, and when it comes to him, yeah, he he needs to use his athleticism and be directed. Yeah, if he's a number two, maybe maybe that's his best role in the center defense and maybe you hold on to him instead of sell him on like we've been all praying for for months. So <laughs> we need depth, no question. Uh, and you've got DeVry coming free this summer. So you've got some names floating around. There's no question that Van Dyke needs a capable partner, but there's no reason why Lovren can't be depth. Yeah, no doubt about it. And Painter, to your question, I think, first of all, anyone would be better next to Van Dyke. And yes, I know we're all <laughs> gushing over Van Dyke. And, you know, it is what he is. He brings what he brings to the side. But I, I absolutely. I mean, when when Lovren doesn't have to feel responsible for maybe just a couple of tasks, you know, and doesn't really have to honestly like think too much, just maybe have Van Dyke go, all right, you know, Lovren, you do you, you be who you are. You're going to be aggressive no matter what. You're going to come off your line no matter what. Um, you know, you do you and I'll sweep behind you and, and take after, uh, take care of things back here on, uh, in the back line. It, it does show Lovren's uh, abilities more. So uh, no question he plays better with Van Dyke or, you know, it, like let's just not say Van Dyke. Maybe it's someone else who's commanding the back line. Yeah, I, I definitely say that's true. Uh just because he's he's a type of player where I don't think you want the responsibility to fall on him. We've seen kind of his mental fragility, you know, even against Spurs, you know, just a, a couple of different times. So I, I definitely think that that he's best when he is sort of the second fiddle, as you say. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, he, again, he, I, I can't complain with him this game whatsoever. He had a phenomenal game. Very happy that he put in that performance because it was a crucial game. So really happy with, with his performance. Let's go, let's move now from, uh, you know, Van Dyke com- commanding everything, uh, and a potential future captain, Jeff, back to you real quick for our current captain and your favorite player, Jordan Henderson. Yep. Came in for Emre when Emre served his suspension. And, I mean, you got to give it to him. He he had a solid game for sure. Do I have to give it to him? I think you should. I mean, okay. I don't think well, – what what if if anything, <laughs> what did you dislike about his performance? I, I'm just taking the piss. Uh, there was nothing to dislike in his performance. So give credit. Like like Lovren, I'm showing him a changed man. I can give credit where credit is due. <laughs> uh, with Henderson, yeah, there was nothing to dislike about his performance on the pitch. Uh, him next to Milner, I'm sure – makes a difference having a steady hand next to him um, to clean up any of his mistakes, but there were no errant passes. There were no long balls out of bounds. You, you saw a good shift from Jordan and he was subbed off in the 75th. So, you know, it was, it was a good day for him for sure. And the big story for me, I mean, aside from Milner, Milner was arguably man in the match. If Mane didn't take home three goals on all to himself, Genie's performance was Genie away for, from for, home. For, yeah, Genie away from home. Genie, that monster on the ball that you just cannot rip the ball off of him no matter what. I mean, that's that's the one Aldum we all love, and that's the one Aldum that showed up for this. And I, I think it made a huge difference. That plus Milner's, you know, veteran presence and you know that assist over to Bobby, Bobby clean as you like. I mean, that was pretty amazing. So it really yeah. nothing to complain about about the midfield. Absolutely. The mid, the midfield had a very, very solid performance. Painter, I mean, you know, Henderson kept it tidy, kept it simple. Uh, to go off Jeff's point, I thought Jeannie played really, really well away from home. We've talked about on past pods how we'd like to see him further up the pitch, and he was probably the most advanced out of all three this past game, which I, I really enjoyed seeing. You know, he started off as a winger, then moved to a number 10. He's even played a striker a couple times, and now he you know, was playing in a very, his deepest role, at least in his entire career with us in Klopp. And so it's nice to see him get forward. And then, you know, again, Milner, just unbelievable game, you know, probably, probably as well as, as Lovren was his best game in a red shirt. I thought, I mean, excellent game from the, from him and overall really good performance from the midfield. Yeah. I mean, he, I don't know where to start in the midfield because I thought they all played great. Um, it, it's pretty hard to find fault with anybody in this uh, in this eleven uh, <laughs> from the Porto game. To be honest with you, I thought they all played amazing. But you know, Milner had, the, like I said uh, earlier, he had the best game of uh, his season. Uh, and you know, Genie. I mean, he, he, my only issue with Genie is he's not scoring goals. Right. Whether they're home or away this season, he's not scoring goals. Like at least <clears throat> last season, I, you know, I, I can't remember what his goal return was, but you know, I think he had what six, seven, eight, maybe something like that, or six or seven. He, I think he's on what like two now, uh, yeah, maybe yeah. one or two or something like that. He's just not putting fun in the net. But I agree with you. He was playing a little bit further forward. Uh, he got the ball over to to Mane. If his, if his shot wasn't blocked, I think that was a decent shot. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a good <laughs> I mean, strike was, on a half volley. Yeah, I think there was a decent shot that was going in. Um, but, you know, he he played strong. Uh, they were all over Porto's midfield uh, when they 
you know, when they decided to press and I thought they all played great. Uh, and, and listen, Jordan's been much maligned, especially on this pod by a certain someone no uh, on the left coast. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but I thought Jordan played great. <clears throat> That's what he can bring to the table. Uh, you know, herring, pressing, uh, getting in physic, uh, physically. Uh, I think when Jordan's playing like that, he's, he's easily, uh, you know, a starter for me in the side. Uh, and I thought they all played great. He nothing, nothing but positive things. Uh, nothing but positive things to say about everybody on this team today. Joey, can I ask a question real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, um, so on your point, Painter, about Wijnaldum and lack of scoring threat, <clears throat> it makes you wonder if his offense is even needed. You know, it's with so much action from the, our front three, how lethal they are. It almost negates the need for the midfield to well, create more. No, I, I don't disagree because obviously we're scoring in buckets, um, you know, but and, and maybe Klopp's not asking him to get forward and, and get into the attack because he knows if if we keep two guys sitting, uh, those front three are fully capable of, you know, tearing anybody apart. So maybe you're right, Jeff. I, you know, I, I guess my, my only thing on Genie is, uh, you know, what he was doing at Newcastle. He scored 11 goals. He was, he was arguably one of their four more sword uh players uh in a 10 role pretty much most of the season and now he's playing more like a six um or six and a half right uh and which is fine he's just not he's just not that he's just not that attacking threat that um that i thought he was And, and arguably most of our midfield is not an attacking threat and i think that's something that you know concerns me longer term is if anything happens to those front three, we've got very little goals now that Coutinho is gone coming from that midfield. And, you know, he who shall not be named. Sorry, I didn't hear that. Yeah. That last part. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying we just I mean, Jeff, you're right. They're probably not asking those guys to run forward and, and get in the box and score goals. But, you know, we just don't get a lot of production from our midfield in terms of goal return. So, uh it's just something to be noted and, and, and maybe, you know, knock on wood, hopefully it doesn't bite us in the ass, but I would like to see more goal return from those, uh, from the three they're playing in midfield. Yeah. Just to put a final point on this uh, with, you mentioned the person that can't be named. So that person that can't be named isn't missed because of Klopp's system and the productivity of those front three. I mean, it's like the front four was an odd four. The front three seemed to be more productive than that front four. And you take that Brazilian out and, we don't, we're actually more productive. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, it's so to go off both your points there, I think first of all, yeah, the, the system works with a lot of different players uh, and, and painter, I, I do believe to your point that because he is playing so deep, he just isn't that attacking threat. Wijnaldum that is that he could be. And that's maybe a little bit of where the frustration comes out is that we know he can be productive. You just said the 11 goals at Newcastle, but also, I mean, we've seen it before. We've seen him in attacking positions and what he can do. And I think that's why I liked seeing him in the furthest, uh, the, the furthermost position in, in the midfield three is because, you know, he might not have all the guile or finesse maybe from, you know, uh, an attacking midfielder, but he gets into the right positions in the box. He does a lot of the dirty work in the box and he can slot some home. And so, I would like to see him continuing to get further up the pitch. And, and I think that's where he will be an attacking threat. And Jeff, to where you're saying, you know, 
the, the the little Brazilian now that he, you know, that he's gone, that we're still being productive. I would, I would agree with you to an extent to where, you know, Klopp's system is made to obviously work for the, a lot of different players and the players that he wants in specific positions. The difference with the little guy is that he could do certain things, not necessarily the, the final pass, which is, you know, obviously amazing for creating key chances, but he could score, you know, a banger from 35 out when we're tied nil nil or something. I think a lot of the reason why we're not talking about missing him so much is because the front three has been so amazing and has covered up a lot of really the, the lack of production from our midfield. What they've, you know, they've been bringing this season. Ox has had some decent performances. He's had some really good performances. Uh, he's scored a couple, but we don't really have someone in the midfield right now that can produce, you know, the the eight to ten goals that we really need right now. And um, I think because the front three has been clicking so much, and you know. The, we'll go ahead and get to them right now. The fact that Salah has been playing the way that he has Mane is now coming back into form into form, but Bobby is slotting all these chances where he wouldn't necessarily last year. And now he is, I mean, the, this front three is just insane. It is, they have the most goals I think in Europe. They are just, you, you don't know how long they can keep this up for. And the scary thing is like I just said, Mane is now coming into form like Mane for the, pu- the past month maybe, hasn't been on the same level maybe as Bobby and Salah, and you know he can get there. Yeah. So, like, this hat-trick that he had was great for his confidence. You know he rides on confidence, Painter. Um, he, the first two, you know, the first one was obviously lucky. The second one, it was a gl- good slot, but it was off a rebound on a brilliant run by Milner, I must say, and, and a great effort. But it was the third one that really kind of validated it and solidified like that true hat trick and, and really was the goal I think he needed to to finally sort of go, all right, you know, I I really know I can play with these two right now, even at the level they're playing at. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> you know, goal scorers need goals for confidence. And he got a lucky break on the first one where the, the goalie absolutely made a fucking disaster of it. <laughs> that was that's was, that was pretty bad. Yeah, it was bad. Like if that was if that was one of our keepers, the 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 level of the level of of just absolute mental screaming uh, would have been would have been off the charts. But um, the second one was you know was was just a nice rebound finish. He was in the right place and he in you know he tucked it away. Uh, but arguably, most good strikers that's you know, a one-touch finish off a rebound, you know, that's not really oozing confidence. Um, it's just a good finish. And, and and he took it well, to be fair. So he did, he did. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a good slot for sure. Yeah. And, but I mean, you want to talk about that third goal to your point. He took the ball from Ings. He dribbled, he dribbled, he looked up, he had an easy pass to the right, Yeah. but instead he laced it in, you know, from about 22 yards, 23 yards into the, you know, about, what is it about knee height right into the right corner? Right. That is an excellent finish. And somebody who is truly getting confidence back and, you know, in belief back in his ability. I'm just excited to see with what he brings to the table for the remaining, uh, you know, 14 games plus of the year. And 
if he starts coming into form and he starts getting back to his form from last year, I mean, let's be honest here. He only scored 13 goals last year. And we yeah, thought, like it, it's not fall. like he has to hit a form he hit last year. I mean, he is pretty much already he's better than he is last year. He scored, so he's already got 12 goals and he's right. 14 all of last year. So it's not right. like we thought he walked on water last year. And in reality, he only scored 13 goals. It's not like he had an, you know, an amazing goal scoring season last season. I think he can get to 20 this year and we could do something, you know, really special. And if he starts taking on players like he did last year, I think the difference was last year he scored some really dynamic goals, like where he beat like three people, like when he completely tore apart the Arsenal defense, when he split those two guys and then nestled, yeah. nestled it in, into the upper corner. Falling over. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like he just does. He had a lot of those goals where he absolutely torched uh, defenders. He hasn't done that yet this season. Um, and hopefully he was starting to do that in the second half where he was starting to run by people. He was starting to get a little swagger. And that third goal had all of that that we loved about him last season. So I exactly the, the one two with Ingsy, my boy Ingsy, baby. Getting the assist. <laughs> Tyler Vine um, would be happy. <laughs> so pumped for Ingsy to get on the stat sheet there. Um, but, I mean, just that one, two, and then, you know, he could have attacked them. He could have, you know, probably went through to the, uh, you know, through the box and maybe even started at home. But, you know, I would call that a nice little dominating run right there and, and definitely some of the swagger you were talking about. The thing is with, with Mane is he was on the right side last year. You can't move Salah with the way that he's been performing, obviously. Uh and Bobby, we've all talked about how he's still a very good player, but not as effective when he's out on the left or the right. Mane, I think Klopp played him a little bit more central near the end of the game and even a little bit more throughout the game. And I'm hoping that's where Mane can maybe uh, take on a little bit more responsibility. I, I actually don't mind when Mane comes. Yes, he's great at getting in behind, obviously, with his pace and slotting one home. But I actually like when Mane, Mane comes short, uh, you know, picks up the ball and, and takes on players. Like, I, I think he's really good at, at just tearing apart defenses. And so I like to see him more central if he comes off the left wing a little bit with Robbo now being able to overlap every time. And Albi can do that as well. I'm, I'm hoping that that's kind of how it's working out a little bit. In the remainder of the season, you'll see Mane a little bit more central than we have so far because – you know, you take him off the right side, which is where he's most comfortable, and you put him on the other side. Yes, he has been performing very well, like we said, but it, it doesn't seem like he's as comfortable. So I'm all for him getting the ball deeper, getting in more central, Jeff. But I think someone who we still never mentioned first, which is ridiculous, but we all know we love him, is Bobby Firmino. And his finish, like these, these aren't easy finishes that he – has been, you know, taking in, in, you know, in stride. Like I, it was, it was pretty similar to the one against, what was it? Southampton where he's on the run and he tucks it low, but it's like nice and hard and low. It's like on a one touch, like Bobby is finishing these chances where he wouldn't necessarily have done so last year. And he, he's producing this year. Like he, everyone's been crying out for, Oh, we need a number nine. We need someone who's prolific. Like he is everything and more. And, I would argue that, you know, I don't think Klopp might want anybody else for in terms of his system in this squad than who he's got right now up top. Yeah, I want to play that song, Dreamweaver. <laughs> yeah, with <laughs> uh, you can get 
Through the night. Yeah. <laughs> James all of a sudden. It just reminds me of Happy Gilmore too, like every time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's <laughs> we have D well, well, let's tone that down. Yeah, yeah. Got it, Painter. Um, so yeah, the love fest on those front three led by Bobby for all of his off ball work. I mean, all of the shift he's been putting in ever since Klopp came to this team and has featured him centrally in his offense and especially in this match. I mean, he makes, as you say, Joey, he makes the hard look simple, you know? So what if he missed on that second goal, the rebound that Monty got, but I mean, that, that finish Milner crosses in cool as you like into the corner, like, like it was no big deal. I mean, that's, that's his quality. He is world-class whether the world agrees or not is their problem and hopefully that means we can hold on to him a little bit longer before Spain come calling. But yeah, I mean, there's just so much to like him doing his usual unselfish work, even though he was able to find the back of the net, playing off to the left wing, as you say. And then, you know, you saw during the match, this is something Painter pointed out when we were watching at the Irish American, quick commercial for the Irish American, uh, the crossing, the crossing over <laughs> that, that happened. So you, as Porto, you know, obviously fixates on Salah with his quality. You know, clearly Klopp had him shift over to left, Mane come over to the right. I mean, they wanted to confuse the defense a little bit. So just seeing the three of them, the more they play together, the more comfortable they are, the better the offense goes. And as we know for LFC, it's all about how the system runs. If the system runs, we do great. We celebrate results like this 5-0. And if it doesn't, obviously the the wheels come off and it can get pretty ugly. But yeah, for this one and for the rest of the season, Mane coming into form, it's <laughs> there really isn't a lot not to like. Yeah, it's it's scary to think about, and you know they're arguably the best ta- attack in the world right now in Europe, and I mean they can just get even better, which is crazy to think about. So uh, let's let's move to that last piece. Who is that? Uh, Who's that guy? Uh, Painter, that uh, he's like that small guy with the beard. Um, the impersonator guy? Oh, Mo, oh, scored, Mo, oh, Mo Salah? Yeah, that guy he scores a lot of goals <laughs> oh, for, uh, yeah. for Liverpool. He's, pretty, he's, he's um, pretty good at the football. Yeah. What a, by the, like, people who don't understand how amazing that goal was was just ridiculous. It reminded me a little bit of the Sturge goal. Was it at against Villa where, uh, I think it was against Stoke, wasn't it? Was where, it against Stoke? Where yeah, yeah, where he got it to the line and he had to head it back across, and then he pounced. Yeah, but him with that initial save. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you just said, like the the touch on the head and down. Like, but this was except better. This was ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> to even like the finish into the ground over the defender's leg, and you know he meant to do it too. I mean, this guy is just on another level right now just completely another level he's yeah i mean he's got 30 goals and 36 matches uh he's the i think one of the fastest the second fastest liverpool player to 30 goals uh in a season and he's scoring all kinds of goals like they're not he doesn't have like a go-to move like coutinho and I know I said continue. Shimmy, again, shimmy. I yeah, I right. I don't, I don't give it. I don't <laughs> shame, give, shame. I don't give a shit. He had one. He he had a very stylistic goal that he would cut in off the uh, yeah. off left, and he would try and curl it into the far post. And he had a bunch of those. And you know, but Salah's doing that. He's doing, uh, you know, dribbling past the keeper. He's you know, 
taking a header off flick off the off his knee off his thigh and then next thing you know he's he's bouncing it over a defender i mean he's he's just absolutely next level stuff right now and i don't know how to explain him i just enjoy watching him and you don't think he's he's going to continue on this run of form because at some point it's got to like you know give uh you would think but it's not and the only other players that hasn't happened to are Messi and Ronaldo, uh, even though Ronaldo this year is coming off, you know, was having a terrible year by his standards. I just think he's he's in that level of discussion now and he's starting to get the comparisons, which rightfully so. He's he's been amazing. Yeah, I was just about uh, to even mention that. He's been quick. amazing. Now that you just mentioned it, you know, <laughs> you hate to know like Anyone who's like, oh, you know, he's like Messi, like, for fuck's sake, didn't Gerard say, like, oh, yeah, Joe Cole has the same skills as, like, Messi with his feet when we got Joe Cole? I mean, <laughs> there are comparisons that are ridiculous, but you hate to say it, like, the the things that he does seems very Messi. Like, and yes, it might just be because he's a shorter left-footed player with a lot of pace and a great finishing ability, but the types of goals that he scores, they do remind you a bit of Messi. And, you know, he's 25 years old, entering his prime, and the hope is, is that he stays with us for a long time because immediately there's already been Madrid rumors and all that. Um, so, Oh, Jesus. You just, I, I, can't, I can't deal with another one of that. <laughs> right. You, 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 just hope, you just hope that Mo stays um, for, for a long time or as long as you can keep him and you got to appreciate everything that he's putting in right now for us because it's just it's top class and it's it's just like you said it's another level right now what he's doing I honestly uh, think so it's continue. sorry I, I, I honestly think it's a progression you know you've seen his progress since leaving Chelsea going down to Roma and I think winning the uh, the penalty for his country at the beginning of sure. his campaign has set him to a different level of performance. And, and you've got That's the, a World, great shot, Jeff. Yeah, the World Cup coming up. Of course, you're probably getting the best out of every player on that pitch, including Emery, who was, didn't play this one. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess if you, fire, if, if you fire your country and you're a national hero for your country. <clears throat> which, um, which I've never been, <laughs> not even for my city. No, so, and that just, I mean, the confidence that just, I mean, he walked back into Egypt as a god, yeah, right? Yeah, that true. after they fired him through to the to the World Cup. So, I mean, I, I I didn't even put that think about that, Jeff. But I mean, he was that's a great shout. He was coming back into the season so on such a high because, like that, like wasn't the greatest pen either. So so glad the keeper dove the other way because Salah questionable pens, but the fact that you just brought that up and that like high of a pressure situation. I know we all watched that video that just circulated again on social media with the dramatic music behind it. But I mean, like you could just feel the energy in the stadium at that moment in time and how important it meant to that, that country to now be represented. It's, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, you, you want to have players in your side that have that type of experience and go through those types of, of, you know, memories and games and, and, you know, build upon that. And so Mo is showing, and I hope he does just like you guys mentioned this upcoming world cup, you know, I mean, imagine if he just goes out there and kills it and just dominates this world cup. Like we, we've got some player on our hands. So really, really excited. Um, gents, before we get to West Ham seat index rating, 
painter. Give me something that got you excited, man. Got you out of your seat and give me something that got you slouching back. I know it's hard to do uh, with a win like that, but maybe maybe any other results that got you uh, bummed out a little bit? Well, uh, there's so much positive things. I mean, this whole match was just dreamland stuff uh, for for me anyways. I mean, I think that my seed index, I could name, you know, pretty much the starting 11. Uh, I thought they all played excellent. Um, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta be honest. I think, you know, the, the Jordan Henderson, um, and I'm going to give him a, a shout here. Uh, I thought he played exceptionally well, uh, given the circumstances, uh, he hasn't played much this season. He's coming back off of injury and to step in, in the European night and, uh, away from home and lead the team to, you know, one of the biggest defeats of all time for, or well, the biggest defeat all time at home for Porto, um, as well as one of our biggest wins away from home in the Champions League. You got to kind of tip your hat to the skipper on this one. Yeah. Um, so I, I, <clears throat> I was, uh, you know, I'm going to say my positive seed index was, uh, was Jordan. Negative seed index, um, for the first time, I don't have one. And I think hey. Hey, I don't have anything negative to say about Liverpool. Um, not one player, not one situation uh, that revolved around the team this past week. Um, you know, all I can think about now is Klopp sitting in that chair in Marble uh, with that big shitty grin on his face. And I could, <laughs> I, I just can't be happier about it. So I didn't have anything negative to say about the lads this week. And uh, long may that continue. Yes, long may continue, please. Uh, Jeffrey, what do you got, man? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, a tough choice. So many great performances. It, for me, it was Milner because, you know, the, it was really a tie between Milner and Lovren because both often malign, at least more Lovren than Milner. But Milner, obviously, the, the assist, the veteran presence, the tackling. I mean, he stuck in more than a few times. Should have been a card in some cases, even on the second goal. But, uh, thought it was a masterful performance from him and lover and same deal uh best shift in a liverpool shirt bar none and we've talked about that the leadership from van dyke the negative uh, yeah kind of like you guys looking around what the hell do i pick uh the only one i had was uh 10 game 10 days from that point until the next match now it's five so <laughs> kind of a good situation where all yeah. three of us can't be negative about something because we're pretty good at that <laughs> oh yeah, we are very, very good at that. Speaking of the negative negativity, <laughs> the, joking. the king of it all. <laughs> oh, I'll bring some right here for the negative. Let's go ahead and start with it. Uh, really pissed that Juventus let Tottenham back in that game. Um, yep. And I'm pretty one. pissed at Iguain because he like, yeah, he had a, a couple of nice finishes, but I mean, doesn't he seem to, just like for something about it for me, just he, he botches at like the worst times and to have that PK go directly off the, the crossbar to not pretty much seal that game up. And then for the entire side to let Tottenham get back in it yep. and score two, that was, I was pretty upset with that. Uh, obviously, you know, I know some people want like, you know, English teams to advance and I get it. You know, you want the Premier League to be represented well, but I, I just can't do it. Having them be a direct rival in terms of top four, or at least, yep. and you know, in other competitions as well, just huge bummer to see them get that result uh positive i mean there, there's no way i can't give it to Lovren on his his best there's, <laughs> look, there's just no that. way like it's his it's his best performance um and i felt like 
I needed to get this kind of just off my shoulders. Like I'm glad that that, that now I've given I've given a positive C next to Lovren, and now I never have to again. I, there won't ever be a time where I will ever do it again, anyways. So like, I think, like, I think might, I, as, might I, as well give it to him. I think RG and James Arshid will flip out on Twitter when they it's like, hear about like this. Finally, finally he, he he gets it. Um, I mean, the, the, I I think the thing is now is maybe it's just. <laughs> you know that he has that in his locker and he the inconsistency is just so frustrating like you had mentioned before i think jeff that you, you had said that um it's just or painter um it's it's like why can't he just put in performances like that when you know he has it and you know maybe like we we talked about he has less responsibility over the back line, so hopefully we see it more out of him. Either way, I don't think he's the answer, so um, I had to give it up. <laughs> way, to, way to finish it, bud. He, it's just, he, was, it's like, he was awesome. He was amazing. He gets my seat in his, but anyways, I don't think he's the answer. Let's move on. <laughs> like, you, you get out of here. It's like an out-of-body experience. It's like, oh, that's amazing, and then it's like, boom, no, right back in your body, right back to reality. Like, hey, no, that don't worry. That's You're, you're, you're here now, and uh, Lovren will not be starting. Dude, he's given season, an interview so. as we're sitting here doing this pod about Porto. Oh, you know the next game then is going to be brutal uh, <laughs> after any any interview. But anyways, yeah, there there it is. It's uh, it's out there now. It's on record that Lovren got a positive senior next from me. Um, I, I mean, I can't say anything else than good for him. Solid, solid <laughs> performance. Um, you said it all, literally. Not, not like my opinion matters to him whatsoever, but uh, really happy with this performance. Um, gentlemen, we got – oh, thank you so much, Jeffrey. It does. Uh, yeah. Lovely. Uh, I know it doesn't mean anything to Painter. Thank you, Painter, so much. Um, anyways, <laughs> gentlemen, you got West Ham coming up. Uh, you just—it's at Anfield. You're hoping that the the you know the wave continues. West Ham haven't had the worst results recently, to be honest with you. Uh, in terms of the, uh, you know, let's see. I guess they're since probably. Even even dating back to, to January, they, they haven't had that the bad results. I mean, they, they drew with Tottenham. Uh, they beat West Brom, who oddly enough are doing just absolutely brutal this year. Um, you know, they had a they had a win against Watford. Uh, they just did lose to Brighton, which was not great. So are, they're off a loss. Uh, Pardue apparently is on the hot seat. I mean, this is seems like a good kind of you know good recipe for a, a hopefully another big win here painter yeah i mean it should be right i mean let's knock on wood a little bit i don't <clears throat> i don't think that uh west ham have been that great um they have had a decent run of form uh you know for the i think they're well i mean their their last five they've won drawn they're two, just so inconsistent the they have been the past couple seasons yeah, and, and and again, I don't I don't think like <clears throat> they're twelfth, but I mean they're they're on thirty points, but the relegation zone's tw- only four points away, right? Like, tw- on twenty six, I mean the bottom half of the table is so tight, so you know they're going to come to Anfield needing to get a result, needing to get some points, and I don't see them taking you know taking their you know taking it easy or 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 thinking this one's you know in the bag or or any of that stuff. I think they're going to come at us. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll see an Andy Carroll sighting or something like that. And he'll probably come back and, you know, get some dumb dofy header on against us or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, 
they're they're going to cause us problems. And, uh, you know, because uh, we tend to play down to the level of our competition. Now, yes, we that, do. that said, <clears throat> you know, uh, I don't think the positivity in the clubs has been this high for a long time, right? Um, I don't, you know, we're coming back off of a nice break. Uh, we've had 10 days of rest. Uh, the boys got some sun down in Maribal. Uh, I think we come out uh, very strong. Uh, I don't think we're going to take it easy. If we get three points here, uh, there's some big fixtures at the weekend uh, as well. We've got uh, uh, Chelsea versus um, – who's Chelsea got? It's uh, Chelsea, Chelsea versus – Chelsea have a rough week. They got like yeah. – they got they've Barcelona. Got, they got uh, – They've got United. Yeah, they've got United at the weekend on Saturday – or on Sunday. Um, and then Arsenal, Man City the following week. So – uh, you know, if we get three points here, it's really starting to look like it's it, it's insurmountable type of lead if we continue on this run of form. And Chelsea's got a rough, like you said, rough game, set of fixtures. So, but, but in terms of West Ham, they're going to come back. Uh, they're going to play tough. Uh, they're going to set up defensively against us. They're going to look to hit us on set pieces, especially if they put um, Carroll up top. Um, they've got some quality in some wide areas as well. Uh, Lanzini's always a pain in the ass. He's a quality player. Yeah, he's, he's a top <clears throat> You know, he got he got a, a good goal against us in the last time we played them. So I think it's going to be a tough match, but I think we get the result. I th- I, I'm going to go 3-1 Liverpool. I like it. Jeffrey, they, they got a couple of good options up top. Arnautovic is he's had a pretty solid season, seven goals, three assists, I believe. Yep. He's, he's been coming on form for them. And then – Chicharito up top. I mean, you just you hated playing him when he was at United. Um, just the the typical poacher and, and puts the ball on the back of the net. Yep. Those two up top, uh, I believe they both scored their last timeout uh, against Watford in, the, in their win. Um, or I guess that was two games ago. But, uh, I mean, you never know with those guys up top. And just, you know, like uh, like Painter had mentioned, if, if uh, Lanzini's playing, you know, they they do have some options that can take apart you know our defense. That's true, but they can take apart our old defense, and even our old defense still was able to deliver a four one result at the Olympic Stadium back in November. So I have confidence uh, to Painter's point about the positivity in the club at an all time high. I mean, this is usually where Liverpool drop the ball, right? You know we. Be on a high in Champions League, European Nights, do have great results. And there's that positivity coming back yeah, around. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, I honestly think it, it might be different this time. Uh, you've got a bunch of depth. And, you know, you've got Jean coming back. He might even start in this one. And you've got Henderson in a better state, able to put in a better shift. You've got in the second half, I think we're a lot more focused without the Mickey Mouse trophies to chase after, as Ali would say. Points for Ali. Uh, it's another way of saying, oh, we're not in the FA Cup anymore. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, Adrian is on form. Oranitovich, as you pointed out, Joey's uh, been in form. Uh, Chicharito, I think he got a goal against Watford last week. They are in a decent run of form, but the back line, I, I don't think, is going to have any shot of keeping up with us. So my result, I'm expecting yet another clean sheet, knock on wood. Uh, 3-0 Liverpool and Enfield. Hey, all right. Yeah, I'm hoping I you know, I don't know if they're gonna go with a back three, which I believe they normally do this year. Um, but I, I would like to to think that, you know, our pace is gonna hopefully wreck them. I mean, they got Collins in the back line. I don't think Cresswell is too quick. 
Zabaleta is a wing back who's you know obviously yeah, past his prime, good player, good. but um, you know and decent. noble and yeah noble in the midfield too. So you're hoping you know if they have Zabaleta, Collins, and Noble in that sort of triangle there on their right side, that you would hope that Mane and Robbo would have a day with with that. So I'm kind of hoping that that's what it is. Um, yeah, I'm going. I'm, can't really see uh, much else except for a, a victory for Liverpool here. So um, I don't think they'll make it too easy. I think a, a 2-0 win. Mm. Um, we'll, we'll get it done at Anfield. Um, I, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna say I'm okay with a sleepy 2-0. Like yeah, we had against Southampton. That was fine with me. Does like, Liverpool totally does Liverpool do sleepy 2-0 though? Right. We did against Southampton. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. But that was I'm thinking, I mean, uh, that might be, you know, like orange is the new uh, red, uh, you know, dude, sleepy two Tony sleepy, in the orange jerseys. <laughs> sleepy two nils could be the new thing for Liverpool. Yes. What was it? A two nil victory at Southampton. It was a year prior until we had our previous two nil. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to ride that two nil train here. Um, I'm going to continue with that. Uh, oh yeah. Let, let, let's hope so. And I'm not saying Van Dyke's going to put one in, uh, cause that's who the fuck he is. Um, Gentlemen, appreciate you getting on. Boys on the coast. Painter, so, where can we find you on Twitter? Yeah, you can find me at Brian underscore Painter. And Jeffrey. Yeah, and sunbathing, apparently. Uh, Jeff <laughs> underscore <laughs> Hallett. <laughs> Jeff underscore Hallett with two L's and two T's. You can find us on Twitter at TalkOnFP. Gentlemen, appreciate you getting on. Upwards and onwards, up the reds. And as always, talk on. Nothing but talk positive. On. Talk on, talk on. 